second half of the show here. John Mendoza filling in for David Hurlbutt on the morning huddle. Give us a call. Send us a text. The hotline is 303-831-1340. Give us a call or a text. Tell us what you think about the state of the Broncos, about the debacle of last night's game, or send us a tweet. Twitters are at NFL. Kyle's Twitter at KBarryYourHead. This segment brought to you by our friends over at the Arvada Dental Center, recently named 5280's Top Dentists of 2019. Look, you got to take care of your teeth. You're, you'll you'll thank me later when you're one of those people who took care of your teeth throughout your life and you, you don't have to go get those dentures at an older age. You'll thank me and you'll thank these guys at Arvada Dental Center. Uh, wonderful team there. They're really going to take great care of you. They'll ease any anxiety you have. Give them a call. Set up an appointment. Don't wait. Take care of this now before the new year. Reach out to them at 303-421-7611. That's 303-421-7611. She comes on the show a lot here on Fridays. I think this is my first time steering the ship while she's called in. It's Miss Lori Volkman from Mile High Report. Good morning, Miss Lori. How are you? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's a great Friday here in the Mile High City. Oh, good. It's a terrible Friday here in Charleston. <laughs> oh, man. What are you doing out there? Well, this is where I live. Unfortunately, gotcha. I am not a Mile High native now. Okay. Well, we'll have to get you back sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So talking the whole Denver Broncos thing, Kyle and I kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show. What are you hearing in regards to Drew Locke? How have the Broncos handled the Locke situation? And do they have a plan going forward, even if they're claiming that they don't really have one? I, well, I'm sure they have a plan. I think their plan is probably a little bit waiting to see how, how the next couple of games unfold. I think... You know, they're bringing Drew Locke out. They're letting him practice. They're going to see how he handles it. Vic Fangio has mentioned, you know, he just wants to watch and see, you know, can he, does he look like he can kind of handle the huddle, handle the the, the role of being in charge. And they'll, I'm sure they'll weigh that with how well Brandon Allen does the next two weeks. And, you know, then I have a feeling, depending on those two factors, will this, determine whether we see Drew Locke um, during the Chargers game. And I think they've even hinted, you know, we may not see Drew Locke. They, they may decide just to roll with what they've got and, and still, give Alan, uh, still give Drew Locke that time to develop. Talking with Lori Volkman, editor for Mile High Report. So one of the things I read yesterday, it was popping up all over Twitter, is that Vaughn Miller came out after practice and said that he thinks Drew Locke is going to be a star. Now, the context of that, yeah, it, the context of that is that he was talking about a pass he saw that ended up being an incomplete pass in practice. So how much weight do you give to Vaughn Miller's comments over Drew Locke when this is the same man who compared Trevor Simeon to Peyton Manning? Yeah, Vaughn is doing what Vaughn does. He He's a positive guy. He's always going to put, put out a positive vibe. He's always going to build people up. So I put zero stock in his assessment of a quarterback's talent, I think, <laughs> you know, but Vaughn is a great teammate and he's doing, he does that. I think part of that is just his nature. He does it with everybody. He doesn't just do it with quarterbacks. He is just like that when he's in front of the podium, he is always, you know, glass half full kind of guy. And that's, that's perfect when you are kind of the face of the franchise, especially when there isn't a quarterback to be that face of the franchise. So 
He's a good, he is great for public relations. He is not great at giving you like a true assessment of anybody's, any, you know, their, their potential in the, in the future. But I love Vaughn. I love him for doing that. That, that is helping. That helps Drew Locke. It helps Brandon Allen because he did the same when Allen came in. Like build your team up. It's great. Talking with Ms. Lori Volkman, editor at Mile High Report. So, the Pro Bowl voting opened this week. And speaking of bringing guys up and being positive, a lot of talk that the Broncos may send a few representatives to the Pro Bowl based on fan vote and the council who decides. If you had to send X number of Broncos to the Pro Bowl, who do you think would make it to represent the Broncos this year? Well, I would definitely send... I'd send Justin Simmons. I'd send... Uh, I'd send Philip Lindsay. I'd send Cortland Sutton. Um, so we're at three so far. Cool. Uh, I would even, I mean, I would throw in, I'd put in a lot of our defenders. I, I really think, I think, um, how about Wolf Lori? Yeah. I was just about to say, I, I'd send Wolf. I mean, he's, he's leading our team in sacks right now, I think. So, you know, he, if you're looking at stats, he's kind of the, the leader, but he has been so effective at the line. And especially once we changed the positioning a little bit, that's allowed him to even be better at what he does. Uh, so, you know, once we brought in Mike Purcell and moved Shelby Harris over, I think that that really allowed Derek Wolf to to not he doesn't have to handle quite as much pressure, but then he can get through and get to the quarterback. So, I would definitely send him. I would even. I mean, I think I, Kareem Jackson. I think he. I think he'd be deserving. I, I was just getting ready to ask you about Kareem Jackson. Yeah. I'd send him just for his KJAC TV. That, that is really funny. I love that KJAC TV because oh, those, great, those players give him what they don't give the media. You know, they, they loosen up a little bit, and yep. you can tell he's friends with a lot of them. Yeah, and he also has better questions. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Yeah, more relevant questions. Well, yeah, at least more fun, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. I would love to send Kareem Jackson, even though he's missed a couple games with injury. I didn't know this, but the Broncos, according to Pro Football Focus, have the highest-rated safety duo in the NFL. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, and they asked um, Ed Donatel about that a little bit yesterday, and it was really interesting what he said because I think in his mind, when you're looking at positions on defense, particularly the safety position, it's helpful to look at it as a duo, you know, as a team. And and really, honestly, I think you could look at that with. The, line, the inside linebacker position, the outside linebacker, and the cornerbacks. You know, it's, if you only have one guy that's strong, that really allows the opponent to take advantage of you. But if you have two guys, that, and especially at the safety position, who work really well in communication with each other, you know, you can stop a lot of, you know, a, a lot of downfield passes. Like, it, it, you're really effective if you have two, two strong guys that also really understand what each other is doing. And I think Donatelle really highlighted the fact that Simmons and Jackson are really, are really kind of gelling together really well back there. Okay, guys, I had a question for the both of you. I was making a list, and I was wondering what the most memorable part of the NFL season so far has been. And if we were to compile a list, do you think any of the Broncos' storylines make that list good question Lori, you want to go first well uh, I probably the 
you know, you're talking about any storyline. Yeah, it, right? just just uh, you know, it can be Antonio Brown, it could be Robert yeah. Kraft, maybe even oh, Miles well. Garrett last night. I don't know if that's gonna be a, a well, number I'm one sure. story. I think some of those I wouldn't I wouldn't maybe highlight like with Miles Garrett, I wouldn't necessarily highlight like that incident that incident only. I'd say across the board, this you know. Well, I maybe not the biggest NFL story this year, but just in general, the NFL, the, the like these intentional injuries or these these intentional like violence out there that's like un, just uncalled for. Um, also, what there, came there's in- a bit of a trend, so I would yeah for the Broncos, I think Bradley Chubb getting hurt is a big story, yeah, because it really affected our it really affected kind of what we were planning to do as a defense, and it's definitely affected Vaughn. And I sadly, I think that the Emmanuel Sanders trade is a big story because he went from a terrible team and now he's on a great team. And he's, you know, and there's the difference has been palpable with like just his stats. You can really see <laughs> what a difference it makes to have a good quarterback or to have a scheme that is including you, which, you know, so I think that's I think that storyline was definitely a big one for the NFL. I, I think mine for the NFL um, is the Andrew Luck retirement couple That's weeks before one. the season started and not just because I drafted him in fantasy and had to drop <laughs> him two two hours later but just <laughs> just how it happened and how it really brought the attention to these professional athletes being humans and looking out for their longevity and the division among fans it was just such a huge storyline and a very difficult time for me um but <laughs> yeah. So who? So the question, of course, is who did you get in after Andrew Luck on your fantasy team? Well, unfortunately, my backup was Cam Newton, so he's no longer on the team right Great. now. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not been a good season for me, but I'm I'm doing okay with Jameis Winston. He may not be a great oh, quarterback, good. but he's putting up good stats. And uh, Lori, well, I'll, I'll second what me, you I say. Can, I can. I feel your pain because I didn't get to do the draft. So I was auto. Oh, my, no. my team was auto drafted, and I got Antonio Brown, and I was Oof. so angry. <laughs> I'll bet you were upset and then happy when he went to the Patriots and then upset once again. <laughs> yeah, I did have I did have one week of good points from him, but I still hated him. <laughs> I'll, I'll double up on what you said, Lori. The the Sanders trade coupled with uh, Sutton's development and his emergence as a true number one receiver. Do you think yeah. the the Elway trying to take over for the Bolins is still a big storyline as well in the NFL in the big picture? Um, I, I don't know that that's the story. Elway trying to take over for the Bolins. I mean, I, I think the Bolin saga. It's more. Is, it's almost more like a civil war between the Bolins than it has to do with Elway, right? Yes. Like, I, I mean, Elway is, I think, you know, I'm sure he's sort of in the crosshairs there, but it's really Joe Ellis and the Bolins and, and, like I like really John Elway, I don't think is as much a part of that as, as you know, he's the GM. He's dealing with football. Joe Ellis is dealing with the business and the franchise and the, the ownership. But that is, a, I mean, that's a mess. I don't, <laughs> I, I wish it would stop being a story. I wish we could just solve that and yeah, get on with it. On. But I don't really think the NFL, like fans, I don't, you know, they're not paying attention to that. Most all of that is in the background and Broncos fans, you know, it rears its ugly head every now and then when there's sort of a new development or a new court case filed or something, but it's still basically a quiet background saga. Okay. Wonderful insight. Thanks, Laura. We're out of time for this segment. Thank you so much for giving us a call. We really appreciate it. 
great to talk to you guys. Have a good weekend. Whenever you come back out to Denver, lunch is on me. Hold me to All it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you up on that. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. It's going to be it for segment three. We'll come back in segment four. We'll preview the Vikings game. See if the Broncos have a chance for the upset. Mile High Sports. 